Hello, friends and fitness fanatics. Thank you for downloading the How Should I Bro podcast. And if you hit that subscribe button, then you are awesome in our book. Today's show is brought to you by Show Me Comics, the premier independent comic book company in the entire United States, the entire world, the entire universe. They bring to you their 64-page full-color graphic novel. It's called Hafu, and you can get your copy right now at www.showmecomics.com. That goes for all you on Periscope that's watching us live right now, too. Also, we're brought to you by Extreme Krav Maga and Fitness, located in the Gravoy Bluffs area of Fenton, Missouri. That is where I do all of my personal training, my boot camps, my MMA classes. They do self-defense, CCW classes, all kinds of awesome stuff there. You can check them out at xkm-stl.com. All right, guys, today I've got a very important, serious topic that I would like to talk to you all about. I would like your opinions on it. It's something that I think affects a lot of men and women, and it leads to their self-confidence, their self-esteem, their self-image being absolutely shattered. Interracial porn? Yes. That is (laughs) not the topic of today. Maybe it'll lead to that. Um, It's going to be my topic later on tonight. (laughs) No, today I would like to talk about the dad bod. Do you guys know what the dad bod is? Have you heard about this? I have no idea. I have heard the term. It's all over my Facebook. Well, I guess the best way for me to lead into this is, you know, up until recently, it wasn't very um, en vogue or um, looked... uh, looked greatly upon for guys to have trends and body image to follow, you know, outside of the whole, you know, he-man, you know, bodybuilder thing that all little boys are uh, raised to want to look like. It was always women that would have, you know, uh, trends and body image and physique thrown upon them and pressured on them to look like. And every, you know, five or 10 years, that image of what a, you know, a woman should look like that society, you know, hammers down on them. In um, fact, that used to be a thing. It was like you could be a successful male no matter what your look. And women used to bitch about it. It's like, exactly. Hey, he's a scrawny, super scrawny dude, and he's holding the same, you know, position or of, Fame, like you have movie stars, guys that are movie stars that are skinny, muscular, fat as fuck, you know, old, young, blah, blah, blah. But they would bitch about the fact that there's a certain shelf life in Hollywood, you know, for a woman that she has this window in time because she has to, you know, be young and a certain look for a certain amount of time. But you see guys of every shape, size, and, and color in movies. Um, but never, you know, all the women are kind of cookie cutter. Oh, exactly. And uh, speaking of cookie cutter, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can kind of, uh, you'd be able to go back throughout history and look at some of the trends that, that women have always been pressured to follow. You know, back in the, uh, I, I would say before the 1960s, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you come in kind of average size, a little bit thick, that was good. Um, and as you start getting into the 70s and 80s, the big thing was for women to be, you know, like rail thin. They and had to be full bush and like full bush. Right. Like the, yeah. If the you whole, didn't have full bush, like just monster belly button to freaking bottom bush. <laughs> you were pretty much not what people were looking for. Right. They're they're So people used to glue like their 
shedded dog hair, you know, <laughs> like in little patches to make sure that they're it's like, dude, that's so fake, you know. It was like the fake titty thing of the day, fake bush. <laughs> right. So it goes beyond just, you know, uh the shape of their body, but their uh, grooming habits, what they did with their hair hair color eye color so you women doing like fake lashes and shit i mean everything aesthetically about them every like decade you know it changes and they're pressured to look a certain way well dude what about the big one you didn't mention the big one what's that well you know kind of late into the 19th century the whole it used to be there was only one skin color you could be and then that thing just got blown wide open (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh uh, but but you get what I'm saying, you know. Every every decade or or less, there's always like some certain fitness trend or some body image that women have always been pressured to feel like they have to fit into. And up until recently, guys got away with just being, you know, whatever. They could just be these hairy fat fucks, or they could be, you know, super ripped, or they could be. It didn't really matter as long as they were in, you know, certain clothes. They had to wear trendy clothes. But uh, I'd say like the last like five years or so. You know, now even guys are feeling like they have to look a certain way. But the new one that's uh, becoming really popular, and I'm getting a lot of people commenting to me and sending me messages about it, is this thing called the dad bod. The dad bod is really getting big on uh, like college campus, where girls are becoming more and more attracted to guys who physically resemble like their fathers. Not like face wise, like that looks like like in a creepy way, but I mean like physique wise, as far as like you know, beer belly. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it the what? skinny fat thing. Yeah, like they're not looking for dudes that are like you know two hundred pounds overweight. But so where are these college girls? But they, yeah. they <laughs> so they basically just they want the beer belly, but they don't want like the scrawny limbs. They want like buff limbs, but a fat stomach. Yeah, not like so much fat, like not like a huge spare tire or anything, but they're like, they don't want it to be ripped. They want it to be kind of smooth and a little bit chunky. Now, somebody's telling me no. I got Amanda Lewis. She says no way in hell. You don't like the dad bod? Or are you getting the definition wrong? Maybe Amanda has the true definition. Yeah, Amanda, if you've got the true definition of a, of a dad bod, please let me know. Even Even better, Amanda, tell us. What is it that you think is the perfect uh, look for a for a guy to have? Something you think that all men should follow, or if you even have one. But anyway, back to the topic of the dad bod. So apparently, the dad bod is like, you know, kind of hairy, scruffy. You know, like the not a lot of grooming being done down there. They've got you know, kind of white, pale skin, and uh, check. <laughs> and, <laughs> The flabby stomach Check. and the, fu- the fucking man boobs. Check. And, um, yeah, so kind of like, I guess, what would resemble their dad. Not necessarily their but dad. But not like morbidly overweight. Right, not right. what Patton Oswalt would call <laughs> tragic avalanche fat. Yeah, exactly. Not like that, but just, you know, kind of pudgy, pale, hairy. Um, let's see, Amanda says she prefers not super ripped but in shape big muscles are not sexy so i mean she pretty much just said the dad bod sorry amanda that is the definition of a dad bod i don't know what you're talking about here but uh you're wrong (laughs) by the way amanda our podcast is how should i bro you can subscribe to us on itunes this episode will be playing on tuesday so check us out What about amanda's podcast i want to subscribe to her (laughs) podcast so maybe she can tell us what the uh, address is there oh yeah amanda do you have a podcast 
Do you have a uh, Twitter page, something you can uh, direct us to? That way we can find out more information about you. Or not. I don't want to get creepy on you. So anyway, this dad bod thing, how do you guys feel? Dude, I mean, how do you not want to get creepy? You're talking about dad bods. You're pretty much <laughs> fucking balls we're, deep yeah. in the creepy zone right yeah. there. Actually, right now we're Feet talking first. We're talking about Amanda's dad. So. <laughs> Dude, does Amanda's dad have a dad bod? Oh, she said I can go to her vine. Yeah, Amanda, does your dad have a dad bod or does your... Uh, I'm sure you got a boyfriend, maybe a girlfriend. Well, maybe your girlfriend has a dad bod. That I would be couple, interesting. I got a couple things I want to talk about, which is kind of interesting, right? So we talked about how for guys it used to not matter. Like it was the the woman's what they dreamed of. Right. You know, for the, for women was that it didn't matter what you look like. You could see past it and just concentrate on the substance. Right. That's what they've always been upset that guys have and they don't have. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I noticed that, um, more recently with women, it wasn't, they had to be a specific type, but they had to choose like almost, uh, choosing what music you're a fan of like i like rap music you know or i'm a country music listener and i like jerry world you know that kind of stuff (laughs) um or i only listen to classical you know um that kind of stuff was with their image you know like oh i don't mind my big butt in fact i'm going to work on everything i can to accentuate having a big butt because i'm going to be the big butt type of girl you know or Oh, you know, I would never, ever be like one of those female bodybuilders, but I'd be a fitness model, right, you know, right. which means I still have to have somewhat of curves, but I can be in shape, you know, or the ones that are like, no, I'm going to be like runway model, super thin. That's my look, you know, where I'm going to be the big tit girl. So right. I'm going to have big tits. And, you know, it, it was like. Your actual physical body was part of your accessories. It's right. like, oh, I've got my hat, you know, I've got my bracelet, I've got my haircut a certain way, and I've got a big butt, you know, or oh, I've got my, you know, freaking um, cool nail polish, you know, and my eyeshadow, and I'm thin as a rail. This is the look I'm going for. That's what it seems to me like the body type is an accessory. But men never had that. There was right. no one thing. And the thing I mentioned to you before this was the uh, the V taper. And I didn't mean what you probably thought of. But this was the first male accessory I remember. Uh-huh. Was you probably thought of the bodybuilder V taper? That's where it, they, yeah. That's exactly where what they I have their freaking uh, their lats and their delts that make it wide on top, and then it's supposed to go down to a skinny waist and then massive quads. You're talking about the V taper, lower ab. The, oh no, oh, I know my what you're talking about. Yes. To expose the top part of my pubic bone, so I, that was the first I think male accessory that came out, like the body. No, I knew you were talking about that. That uh, I actually one of my one of the guys I used to train was a radio DJ who was uh, really famous here in St. Louis. His name was Bo Matthews. So Bo, I know you don't listen to our podcast, but if you do, I want to have you on sometime. Uh, he actually. He used to call me during uh, during uh, his broadcast sometimes, and he would ask me, you know, hey, can I put you on the air and, like, do a bit out of this? And he called me one day, and I was, like, in the middle of, you know, training somebody else, and he's like, real quick, he goes, you know, can I put this on the air? I was like, sure. And he goes, hey, uh, I'm going to talk to you about, you know, like a certain part of, you know, male anatomy. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And that was actually what he brought up, you know, was it was going to be like, like, what's that part of the body called? Because 
that's what was becoming very popular were for people to talk about that V taper. And he was asking what it was called, you know, and if I was ever going to get him to the point that he would have one and all that other shit. So, yeah, I mean, that wasn't even that, that long ago. It was like three or four years ago, but that's that was saying. like a think, male yeah, trend. That was the first thing where it but, didn't really matter what the other parts of your body look like. That was an accessory unto itself. So you could have bulging biceps and a V taper, or you could have freaking skinny arms and a wishbone or whatever right. you want to call it. <laughs> but you know what? I'm all about it though. I, I think it's good. I'm all about flavors. So, Hey, you know what? If there's more flavors, Oh yeah. I'm all about. about flavors for people to have. Now I tell you what, the one that I, I kind of liked at first, but then it went overboard was, you know the well. Hold on. After you're done, I'll, I'll, I want to say something. Well, the the <laughs> trend that I that I remember growing up, you know, was it seemed like the late '80s into the the early and mid '90s. It was all about women being these. Like the trend was to be like a fucking blonde bimbo. You know, mm-hmm. that was the thing. Was you had to have bleached blonde hair, and you had to get big fake tits. And if you didn't have them, you'd, they'd sell like bras to push the shit up to make them look, you know, ginormous. And uh that was like the thing that all the women in Hollywood and shit were going for. That's what was popular. That's what was considered, you know, hot. And towards whatever that was, you know, the, the early 2000s with uh, Jersey Shore. You know, Jersey Shore seemed to usher in the new era of... Jager bombs. Yeah, <laughs> of like fitness, or not fitness, but like, uh, you know, beauty trends for women. And it was a complete, you know, 180 from what was so hot with the blind bimbo thing, you know, now was you had to be, you know, overly tan and the girls had super dark hair or they or chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were jaundice. So, you know, there was quite a flip and at first I liked that because like everybody's have would, everybody's dude. got a Look preference. at your sunglasses. You would like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, that's why we're... How should I bro, dude? If I had hair, it'd be fucking gelled up and like blow-dried straight back like this tall. Dude, didn't you have lipstick on right now or or lip balm or whatever the hell? But like it's it's human nature. You're going to have preferences and that's mine, man. I'm all about like, you know, brunette chicks, redheads even just... You know, I'm not all about the whole blonde thing. Like, I never was into that. It was never what a big thing. What about bald guys? Are you into that? <laughs> uh, just the just the other two that are sitting at this table right now. Humana, humana. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you're going to have preferences. For me, I always like darker colored hair. Um, so whenever the Jersey Shore thing started, girls were finally like, hey, you know what? We don't have to be blonde bimbos anymore. For a lot of them, this was like their natural hair color and shit. They didn't have to dye it all the time. Yeah. They didn't have to... Didn't have to dye it or dye <laughs> well, their hair. Well, hey, because of Snooky and you know the more full figure that was coming along with the Jersey Shore, yeah, some of them didn't have to dye it and get real thin. So at first, I was all about <laughs> this Jersey Shore trip. <laughs> For those of you that are listening to the podcast, <laughs> make sure that you add us on Periscope because what Jordan's doing right now, you would be seeing on the app if you were watching it when we recorded this. It I is, can't believe you just showed everybody. <laughs> and it is hilarious. But yeah, so Jersey Shore kind of brought in, you know, this total flip of what was considered cool and sexy and trendy. But like anything, people started to take it too far. So well, a lot of here's what I was going to say about the whole you like flavor thing, which 
obviously I like flavor. Everybody just saw that. Um, but uh, what I think's dumb about those body trends, though, is they don't just they're not just a body trend. They're like, a, this is who I'm gonna be. Sure, you know, like you didn't see anybody with a freaking tattered Leonard Skinner shirt and freaking woodland camo pants and a trucker hat and a V taper. Or you don't see somebody that's, uh, I don't know, like corduroy pants hiked up past their belly button, you know, (laughs) wearing a bun, not dyeing their hair. It's gray, you know, a woman who's not dyeing her hair, gray hair in a bun, corduroy pants past her belly button, and huge fake tits. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So the thing about the body thing, it's not just a flavor, it's like, this is who I'm going to be. And oh, yeah. it's the trend. The trend isn't necessarily the body thing. It's the who do you click with. Sure. You know? Sure. Oh, totally. Totally. I agree with that. And not just that. I mean, there's certain, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's certain behaviors and attributes that you have to add into your own character and personality to fit that look that you're trying to get into. So the big thing now is the whole duck lips, especially for like the college age girls and younger which, you know, I train a lot of them. I train a lot of girls that are like in their early 20s, some of them even younger than that. Some of them are still in high school. But that's the thing is, I mean, they can't take one fucking picture without doing the whole duck lip thing and uh, putting up the peace sign, the fingers there. So it's more than just, you know, like how they paint themselves up or the, the flavor that they're into. Like they actually try, they have to act a certain way and which is talk a certain way. Which is disgusting. But then you, I guess you could keep going with that, though, into, like, words and, you know, uh, the ways that they talk and, and um, uh, certain slogans and words that are trendy and cool to say and that make no sense. Like to poning? I don't even know what that is. What is that? I just heard about it the other day, What is dude? poning? If anybody out there knows what poning is, oh, I'm I know watching on is. Periscope. Oh, Tim's hip, dude. He knows what poning is. But it's the shit, like the YOLOs. Poning's old, man. The no, Yolo. I'm just saying I just heard about it. I didn't say it was freaking cool or anything. No, it's not cool. It's not cool any of these made-up words that are not in the freaking dictionary. But yeah, the only cool made-up words are the ones that we actually make up at the table. Like, yeah, but that's... K-A, Daddy, Bobby, K. <laughs> we have our own fucking language. Dale Joe. Nizra. No, but I guess... Uh, let's see, somebody... Somebody just hashtagged YOLO swag. And he's right. You know what? YOLO. Yolo. <laughs> he's right. He didn't make a statement. I, I actually don't know if that was a here. Let's see. Somebody just put slang and fashion trends change and slang has been around forever. And I agree with that. And I think it's a great thing. I like it because the younger. Well, what we're talking about, though, is fashion trend that actually affects your body. That's weird. I think that's cool. I don't know. I think, you know what, if it's something, if, you know, younger generations do this so that they don't feel old or dated or whatever, and I think, oh, somebody just told me I should hear Irish slang. <laughs> of course it's, <laughs> somebody just said, of course it's, hey, that's true, too. Jordan has one on right now, and it's affected his digestive system, and so when he gets home and takes it out, he's going to have an insane mega shit Well, because it's been thing. blocked up all day. <laughs> the worst that can they hear us? Yeah. Oh, the worst thing that it's affected is that uh, t- 
to get through these podcasts since they're so boring to me. I like to put canola oil in my belly button and finger the shit out of it. <laughs> but with a corset on, I can't do that. So it's really bumming me out. Yeah, so used that to being knuckle deep. That affects your body image in some way. Well, that's you're why not I got to... a dad bod. Was that was one of the selling points? It's like I used to have washboard abs, and they were like, "Dude, you're missing out on all that sweet belly button action." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, dude. You know, some of those nights where you just can't find a chick, you know, or the one you're with is being a, a C word, and you're just like, I would rather, you know, get the sensation of the old finger banging alone. <laughs> so, so you got the dad bod. I got the so dad that- bod, and I'm like, dude, this belly button thing is kind of cool. Um, but now it's just making me wish that I was more flexible so I could do more. <laughs> Well, that's an awesome reason to uh, get the dad bod. I never really thought about that. Before. My favorite thing about this whole dad bod thing is if you if you if you look at uh, like fitness or body type things that are going on. Like the last big one that we had with the women was the thigh gap. So you'd have to be like unbelievably skinny is this or something. The to triangle achieve. of light that you would yes. see from behind. <laughs> that's that's still that's too. the triforce from Zelda. Oh, I don't know. Somebody is that triangle of light. Let's see. Uh, Sean ninety five ten said the worst fashion trend is ear tunnels. What is ear? Tunnels? I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm assuming that's like whenever they get the ear piercing and it's uh, you know like a oh, big old circle yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can see through. Sean, you'll have to let me know if I'm right. If that's what an ear tunnel but is, it would be cool though if like they built it up with an earring and then took the earring out and tied it into a slip knot. <laughs> <laughs> then they'd be kind of neat. But no, what I was but, saying was we have we had like the women with the thigh gaps and then. Ours is the dad bod, so we don't even have to lose weight. We actually have to gain weight. No, but here's the thing: I was going to say, like, there's a, a a book by oh, I, f- I forget the the stupid bitch's name. I mean, she's <laughs> she's a a feminist hero. Um, she wrote a book called The Beauty Myth. You guys heard of this book? No. Of course, you guys are sexist, chauvinist pigs. Well, no I'm way. too busy that's, reading Game of Thrones. That's my occupation. My whole life is dealing with women and you helping should, them you, you know, feel really... better about their body image. So I would probably appreciate this book. I would probably like to read it, and I would probably agree with a lot of the stuff that she says. Stop filibustering, you chauvinist, fucky <laughs> slime ball. Good grief, dude. No, this I is called marketing. I saw that woman in Tim's this, driveway. Dude. Well, you know what? You she deserved like, it. She deserved it. <laughs> 9% body fat. How about trying? And then you clocked it. <laughs> All right. So Naomi Wolf, she wrote a, a book called The Beauty Myth. And after I read it, I actually got into feminism. Oh, this is serious. All right. I know I was picking my nose or fake picking my nose earlier. But no, this, he was. Because then is, he took two fingers and wiped it under the table. Oh, get my beauty <laughs> um, No, in, in seriousness, I listened, or I read this book and... It got me into like feminism because I finally understood it for the first time. It wasn't the caricature of uh, the buzz cut, you know, right. and the freaking A cup tits with nipple hard ons, you know, in a man beater <laughs> shirt. That uh, so pretty much Sigourney Weaver and in Alien, Alien yeah. you know, where she gets in the power loader and she throws the the queen out of the airlock, which is that's what. You know, feminists do. They just want to destroy our beautiful black queens that are out there. <laughs> so that's freaking... That was the picture I had in my mind of a, a That's what you learned from this book. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is this is ridiculous. They're just trying to kill egg-laying queens. So anyway, I read the book. 
I really understood feminism for the first time and I got into it. But what was interesting about some of the things that they talk in the book is how absurd it is that the body image that has become for women is still having big breasts and a big butt, but everything else being slim. Right. And how that's actually only achievable 99.99% of the time through some kind of like surgical measure right. or hormonal Completely. measure or something like that. Completely. And how basically now women have to cut themselves up, you know, to achieve this beauty myth because it's not a natural body type. I wonder if that's where we're headed with the dad bod, where like if it was actually like, hey, you have to be really buff, you know, or athletic or whatever but i don't want that you know nasty um you know six pack six pack or you even have to have a little bit of a belly what if that was the you know in a weird twist of (laughs) irony right the the body type we get stuck with is unattainable right well you get to where you would have to you'd have to diet really hard and you'd have to you know work out just like your arms and your shoulders at the gym and your back. I can see but it's like, you ha- I want a fat fucking belly, but right, no so, double chin. What the well, fuck? Right, so what you'd have to do is you'd have to lean out as much as you could. So you'd have to do what a lot of the guys in the gym are doing now, which is leaning out, getting as ripped as they can, and then you have to go to a doctor, like a plastic surgeon, and he injects fat. <laughs> into like, your you, belly? Yeah, like, like fucking custard into a donut. Dude, he, he to tapers inject- out. Could you like totally put some like oil or synthetic liquids <laughs> around my so, pubic bone so it looks a little bit pudgy? <laughs> No, the doctor actually has like a computer and like he sits Just the guy down. Just make sure down. she doesn't have braces when she goes down on you if she pops that oil sack. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> Blow her hair out, cover it in oil. She'll look like a Puerto Rican. Well, this, I mean, it would be like the opposite of the gastric bypass surgery. You'd have the doctors that bring the patient in and they're like, look, you're going to have to get down to like four percent body fat before i'll inject you with this or it just just wouldn't look right because i thought gastric bypass surgery was where they took the small intestine and attached it straight to the butthole (laughs) so that gay dudes with small penises could feel like they got deep penetration that yeah that's exactly why josh berg had it done so josh berg if you listen to this podcast we're gonna one that gave me that impression we're gonna have you on as a future guest so that you can talk about this to anybody that's wondering you know how that procedure works speaking of anuses <laughs> i'd really like to talk about butt chugging all right well hold on. let's get back to that in one second what i was going right. to bring up though is tim was talking about like the the thigh gap and um you know like you said some of these you know ideas of having a large breast and a thick ass and then everything else super small with the thigh gap with the lean arms and how that's just about physiologically impossible these are some of the things that I'll get whenever clients come in to see me. You know, like, oh, I want to get the thigh gap, but I also don't want to lose my tits. And I'm like, I'll tell them ahead of time, like, look, I whatever size that you're at now, there's a good chance those things are going to be coming down because, you know, breast is made out of fat tissue and we're going to be using some of that for fuel. So as you lean out now, I'll tell them there are certain things we can do to take the natural tissue. Because I mean, there's a certain amount of breast tissue that's made out of like adipose, which adipose is fat. For those of you that are, you know, not completely educated to this stuff, adipose tissue is just basically fat. That's how you can think of it. Well, breast tissue has a certain amount of, of adipose that your body cannot use for fuel. It's just, it's there for padding. It's there for, 
you know, other reasons, but you're not going to use it for, for energy. But, you know, the majority of the tissue, you know, is the kind of fat that you're going to burn for fuel. So let's say if a girl comes in and she's 15 pounds overweight and she's got, you know, medium sized breasts, there is a good chance that those things are going to come down quite a bit. And I'll let them know that beforehand, but I'll tell them there are certain exercises that we can do that will help, you know, lift the muscles of the chest and the rib cage a little bit, maybe to bring them up some, but you know, there, there's only so much that we can do with diet and exercise. So like you said, there's societal pressure to reach a certain image that you just cannot, um, realistically do through just dieting and exercise. Like surgery has to be there. Now, one thing you don't need surgery for is butt chugging. So, all right. Do you guys, first of all, do you guys know what butt chugging is? I believe so. Isn't that whenever you're, you're drink you're consuming alcohol through your rectum? Tim, did you know that? I didn't know that. All right. So I, I would just like to take a second to read a couple entries from Urban Dictionary. <laughs> They're pretty great. The act of ingesting alcohol through one's rectum. The idea is to increase the alcohol's effect and the speed with which it becomes intoxicated. Hello, Jonathan. Would you care to attend my party? We will be butt chugging. <laughs> Here's another entry. Having an intoxicant enema, the main purpose of which is to bypass the vomiting reflex, though it also causes the active ingredients to be absorbed faster. For more fun and greater tissue damage, because those should go hand in hand. Apparently, Mayan priests used to do this with mixtures of alcohol and powerful tropical hallucinogens, and the ones who survived often had strange insights, now sadly lost to us. <laughs> could, uh, could we possibly come up with something to do apart from back chugging this weekend? My roids are acting up. <laughs> So, why do you ask, am I bringing up butt chugging? And it makes me think of chickens and eggs. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting correlation. Meaning the old classic, which came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. And what I wonder is your little thingy died. Oh, there goes my phone. Well, no more Periscope. My battery died. Well, so what I'm getting at is... When I first heard of butt chugging, well, I tried it. Right. <laughs> of course. Given. Of course. And it's fucking awesome. No, just kidding. Um, when I first heard of it, I thought, is this really a real thing, you know? Or was it like somebody found the most effed up group of teenagers, like the Manson family of teenagers <laughs> on the planet, found out they were butt chugging, and then... You know, Flash, News Channel 5, Eyewitness News, butt-chugging, a new scourge amongst the teenage population. <laughs> was it really, you know, a thing? Or was it just something that somebody, you know, was on the fringes of our society? And it, then here's where the chicken and the egg thing comes in, is after posting that story and bringing butt-chugging into the larger zeitgeist, did that make more people go... Holy crap, you know, no, no, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> Holy crap, can I chug alcohol through my butt and right. not have people smell it on my breath? Or, you know, does that technically <laughs> bypass the. Yeah, but then if you fart, you would smell the alcohol. Well, but here's the thing it totally um, screws up all laws. 
Sir, have you been drinking and driving? No. <laughs> I haven't drank anything. <laughs> well, that that actually I've been sitting and driving. <laughs> <laughs> that uh that reminds me of a story and uh I can tell it on our podcast. Is it about budgeting? Well, it's about it's, it's about what you just it's about what you're talking about. It all relates together and it's a little educational. So, first let me put on my professor cap, my professor hat. I like how you still have your sunglasses on. The whole too. science behind this is, you know, when you eat or drink anything, it goes to your stomach, and your stomach is this sack. It's like a little balloon, right? It's about the size of your fist, probably a little Not bit smaller. Mine. Mine's the size of a ham. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's about the size of your fist, maybe a little bit smaller, and it's filled with this acid. Um, it's called mine hydrochloric. Is also filled with it, acid. It's hydrochloric acid. <laughs> And uh, whenever you eat something, you chew it up, and all that stuff goes into the acid. The acid dissolves it into all the little pieces and all the little different, uh, you know, compounds that are going to get absorbed and go to your system and do all the stuff that they do. That's how it gets broke down. It hits that acid, and this acid is just extremely potent. Like if you actually could take the acid out of your stomach, it would like melt shit. It's like you know more powerful than battery acid. That's why when people get ulcers, that's not a good thing. Is when that acid is seeping out, you're going to be killing, burning stuff up. Anyway, your stomach isn't where everything is absorbed though. So certain amount passes through the lining of your stomach and then it goes on to your bloodstream, gets passed out, whatever. Well, from there, what's left over, all that like bile and, and, and basically food parts that got dissolved that weren't absorbed through your stomach go into your large and your small intestines and work their way all the way through your colon and then out your ass. Well, during that traveling, as they're going around through your intestines, it's a slow process and more nutrients are still getting dissolved and getting absorbed into your bloodstream. So that's the other thing that happens when our food is traveling and why you've got all those intestines is it's still time for stuff to get absorbed. Can you some please of those, get to the part where I sit on the neck of Grey Goose? <laughs> well, some of those <laughs> certain parts of your intestines on the way out will actually absorb the nutrients and everything even quicker than whenever it's in the actual stomach itself. Yeah, and so, probably because it's going to have less time. Exactly. So the the method of delivery can be a lot faster through the rectum for certain drugs and medications. That's why in the hospital they'll give stuff rectally is so that you absorb it a lot quicker. Now, You're where so that silly, comes yeah. into the story I was going to tell. Well, when Jordan first got into lifting weights and uh, and bodybuilding when he was getting ready for the Navy, he decided that maybe the fastest way to get his protein was through the rectum. Well, we did some reading. We did some research back then. This was years ago. This was before you had you know some of the the good formulas that were out there. Your protein powder was still really basic by the, back then. We did some research and we found out that probably the best form of protein for Jordan to take rectally was from semen. And so we all talked and come to find out, Tim Pickerel had the best like genetic sequence of protein that fit Don't Jordan's lie, structure. So. So one day, Jordan and Tim were in the shower, and Tim was like going to give Jordan some some protein rectally. And um, they were in the shower, and uh, the the doorbell had rang, and Tim was like, "Well, hey, dude, I, I gotta I gotta go answer the door, but don't uh, don't expel any protein before I get back." And Jordan was like, "Oh, that's fine. I want. I'll hold it. I'll hold it." So Tim went and he answered the door, and when he came back into the shower, he came out, and man, there was protein all over the shower wall and tim goes dude i told you not to expel any protein before i got back and jordan goes i didn't i farted <laughs> do you remember right. 
several months ago when I said, wouldn't it be awesome if I got Salmon here to do a podcast? Yes. I think I've changed my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, here's the first thing. Sam, you know, he likes to take a little bit of truth and turn it into a lie. The truth was, while we were researching and found out that the best way to absorb proteins through the uh, anal cavity, we stopped at finding the best source of protein because we also wanted to mix it with Eastern culture, and we found out that the best Chinese medicine is tiger penis soup. And we thought, well, this is probably like steaming a vegetable. You lose nutrients through the cooking process. So what if we just had straight raw tiger penis? So we combined Eastern and Western culture and and technology together. And, well... I don't know. I don't want to just like say it out loud, but I guess I don't have a choice now because it wasn't. It didn't have the result we thought. But I let a tiger have sex. <laughs> but anyway, secrets out. So why I brought up butt chugging though was <laughs> our dad bods a real thing. Or is this that chicken and the egg shit where somebody putting it on the internet, making a Wikipedia entry for it, or putting it in an Urban Dictionary is actually making more people think that it's real and therefore it is real? You know, what do you? What are your thoughts on that? Well, and how is that working now in the twenty first century? You know, because that I think that's a real thing. Like, I don't know how many women do you know in real life that got Botox injections. Uh, quite a few yeah and when the story first broke was it a common thing around where you were oh no or? it was taboo you that's know it's I'm like saying. anything when so. it first comes out they go oh my god i can't believe you had that done that's horrible that's ridiculous and then they, and then they make the fun Joneses. of it then eventually yeah. they accept it then eventually they do it themselves we are just about out of time for this podcast so as jordan brought up the whole chicken and the egg thing I want to hear from all of our listeners out there. So if you listen to this and you think you've got the answer to it or you've got comments or questions about the dad bod, about protein delivery methods, or about Jordan and Tim's escapades in the shower. Oh, about tiger penis soup. Oh, yeah. Make you young, virile. That is our friend Fetfuk. He's going to be on a future episode. But... I'm not Fetfuk. I'm Fetfuk's mom. (laughs) Oh, you both look the same. Anyway. Because I have a dad on. <laughs> Join us next time with Fetfook. And uh, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. And if you're already a listener, write us a review. Give us a five-star rating if you think we were awesome. Give us a one-star if you thought we were shit. But let us know what you thought about today's episode. Send us those comments and questions. You can find us on Facebook. Search How Should I Bro. We're on Twitter. Our handle is at How Should I Bro. I'm on Twitter as Sam underscore the underscore trainer. Tim is on there. As Tim hates you. And Jordan is on there. Which I hate Sam right now. (laughs) And I'm on Twitter at JordanTaylor82. And I only want you to tweet at me if you have been the first manufacturer of a phallic-shaped neck of a whiskey (laughs) bottle. Please just let me know. Beginning... (laughs) Tons of retweets and favorites over that one. Anyway, that's going to wrap up today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. 
Check us out every Tuesday. We've got a new episode that's coming out. So if you were also following us on Periscope during the recording of this, uh, hopefully uh, hopefully you'll join us again. Hopefully you guys liked what we saw. Maybe next time we'll have somebody that will actually record it for us. And uh, I'll have my battery charger so that we don't run out. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Saying thank you from all of us here at How Should I Bro. We will catch you on the next download. An allegedly real thing kids these days do to get drunk very quickly. Butt chugging really needs no explanation because it is exactly what it sounds like. (laughs) A person ingests alcohol from an orifice that is not the mouth, which allows the alcohol to bypass the liver's filtering and metabolic processes so that the ethanol drains straight into the bloodstream. It's supposed to be an intense and near instant buzz. (laughs) Did you hear about the kid who died of alcohol poisoning after... Butt chugging at the fret party last night. Mm. <laughs>